these two elderly ladies, big gray elephants, are enjoying the sunshine here in my favorite place, uh, one of my happy places, the zoo in Arnhem. It's a gorgeous day, uh, but still relatively quiet. Uh, it's Sunday, the beginning of the afternoon. I just uh, celebrated Mass in one of the southeastern locations of the parish. And whenever, I, whenever I'm scheduled to, to say Mass in, in the south, or near, in the direction of Arnhem, I always go by bike and then I continue to spend the afternoon here in, in the zoo. And, and it's lovely. So let's, uh, let's get walking. And uh, let me bring you up to speed with what's happening in my life or what has happened. And maybe also some of the things that, uh, that I'm planning to do next week. I'm heading towards the, the, the desert and the safari area. Um, I always try to find a different itinerary every time I visit. And thankfully you can do that because uh, the zoo is located on a hill. Um, and it's, everything is surrounded by big forest trees. It's a gorgeous place. Um, and because it's on a hill, it's kind of a non-standard layout of a, of a zoo. So you can take all sorts of different pathways through the various uh, uh, areas. And, and I think I've explained this before. They, they created these like spaces. Um, so the, there are like almost like biotopes where, for instance, right now I'm going to enter the bush which is, uh, as you can imagine, a warm and humid place. And so the doors open. Here I go through the curtain that has to keep the animals inside and also outside. And then there is a second door. And that's probably when things are going to heat up. Yeah, you may recognize this sound because I've been here before, as you can imagine. Uh, very humid, nice, warm place to be. And I'm surrounded all of a sudden by a tropical rainforest. And there's a lot of water in the air and also on the plants because, as I've explained before, they water this during the nights. And so it's always super humid. This is also one of the few places in the Netherlands where you have mushrooms growing everywhere at any moment of the year. And uh, uh, outside right now, it's also the perfect weather to go, um, or the perfect time of the year, I would say, to go hunt for, uh, for mushrooms, <laughs> mostly to photograph them, not to eat them, uh, unless you are very knowledgeable. Um, but here, for instance, here on the left is a, 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 an old bark, a uh, piece of bark in... Bark? Is that a bark? We got, I don't know, actually, oh, a piece of wood. <laughs> and it's, de it's decaying, and so there are lots of tiny little gray mushrooms growing. Um, and here's a huge palm tree. What I love about this zoo is also everything keeps changing all the time. Um, because, of course, it's, uh, you know, it's all alive. And so you will see flowers here. Um, and the next time I visit, there will be different flowers and because this is supposed to emulate a rainforest, basically there's not really one uh, a, a sequence of, of uh, seasons. This just changes uh, throughout the year. And there are flowers also throughout the year, which is really, really cool. 
Oh, they're renovating the restaurant. That's interesting. This is like their biggest restaurant, uh, but it's closed right now. And I, I can't see why they do that because it, uh, it was a little bit uh, old fashioned. Very, very dark place. Um, good food, but uh, yeah, a little bit uh, outdated. So I'm glad to see that they're upgrading it. This zoo is very popular, not just with the Dutch, but also with the, uh, the Germans. We're, we're not far from the German border here. So we've got all, often a lot of families from Germany that visit. So I'm now going to uh, go to the left here and go through these doors into a different part. So this is a, a corridor that connects the, the bush with, um, I think, the desert. Or maybe the aquarium, I'm not sure. Let's see, it's very busy here. Although it's, uh, it's nothing compared to <laughs> the park in the summer where it's like super crowded. But during the weekends, as you can imagine, it's still, it's still very busy. So I'm having a, a nice afternoon and I, I deliberately wanted to go here. Um, even though if I go here by bike, it's always harder than I, than I thought it would be. Oh, I'm outside again. Okay. I thought this would connect directly to the desert, but apparently it doesn't. I still am discovering this, uh, this park. There's a big tractor uh, lugging around uh, hay, stacks of hay. I suppose that's to feed the giraffes and other animals. So here's the safari. Speaking of giraffes, that should be here to the left. So let's go this way. Um, the, the thing is, um, in order to get here, there are lots of big hills to climb by bike. And, and that's really hard. Every time I forget <laughs> that I have good legs for running, but when, you, when you're on a bike, it's a totally different part of your legs that you use. So I still... Um, every time I, I go here, I'm like, oh man, this is so hard. <laughs> Sometimes I can barely move on my bike. Even if I, if I uh, use the easiest setting on the bike, it's still very, very hard to, uh, to climb these hills. Oh, wow, look at those trees there. Oh, this is gorgeous. There, there are uh, a couple of very tall trees here on my right in the distance, and they are... Actually, those are pine trees, but they are covered in beautiful red uh, leaves of um, another plant that has overgrown these trees. And I've never noticed this before, but now because it's fall, they've turned bright red. It is stunning. It almost looks as if these, these trees are painted. That's how beautifully red they are. Amazing. Oh, absolutely stunning. <laughs> and then on a, on a gorgeous day like this with the sun shining and really lovely temperatures, what a, what a wonderful way to spend the afternoon. So even though um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a long bike ride, it's about an hour from the parish location where I celebrated Mass this morning, um, and there's a lot there are a lot of hills to climb i love to be here just to kind of step away from the day-to-day -day life uh, in fact this morning 
I woke up pretty early, seven o'clock. It's kind of kind of early for a, for a weekend. Um, and instead of doing what I normally do, you know, check the news, listen to the radio, uh, or play music, I was like, okay, well, well let, let's just see if I can spend the entire day kind of offline. I won't use internet. I won't use my screens. I'm just going to uh, to spend the morning really quietly, not just no noise, just silence. And then in the afternoon, I'm just going to the to the zoo. So you know, these animals don't use screens. <laughs> and I'm now walking through. Uh, um, a construction, a wooden construction that is all, it's kind of high up. And from here you look down on the savannah <laughs> and there are a bunch of uh, giraffes walking around here in the sand. I think they've, just, they've already eaten because they're just walking around. There's some zebras also, a group of zebras. And they're super small compared to the, the big giraffes. Over there on the right are the rhinos, and that's where I'm heading right now. And of course, we, we are walking on this wooden construction, so as to not disturb these animals, and we can still get very close. Oh, here I can see better. I'm, I'm actually right underneath these red trees that I that I mentioned just a, a minute ago. And yeah, so it's a it's another type of plant, and it. Uh, it just uses these tall trees to climb up and to reach the sun. <sighs> Gorgeous. And the sun is shining through the red leaves. It's absolutely spectacular. You gotta take my word for it because of course this is audio, but I hope you can picture it in your mind. It's almost like stained glass windows if you look at the sun through those colored leaves. Ah, here are a bunch of rhinos also enjoying the sunshine. This is uh, the white rhinoceros. Um, they've got bad eyesight but good smell. <laughs> there are also some uh, some gnus. A wildebeest. Oh, is that the word in English? for? We call them Wittbart gnu. <laughs> but in... Um, in English, it's, it's wildebeest, which just means a beast that is wild, right? In the wild. There are water bucks here, and as I mentioned, the uh, Grand's zebras and Ro Rothschild's giraffes. And lots and lots of human creatures walking around in both directions here as well. And not all kids are happy because this is a zoo where you have to walk a lot to get anywhere. <laughs> and some kids are just tired and they want to go and play. And oh, Instead, they're lugged around by their parents. <laughs> Tell them that it's absolutely it's fun to be here. It's important to be here. Oh, well, maybe one day they'll be like me. And uh, they, they just want to be here. <laughs> I come here to, to kind of wind down. Now... Um, there is a specific reason that I wanted this day to be kind of free of screens. It's part of the process that I'm currently in to um, 
to start to uh, to to lower <laughs> the amount of 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 different things that I do. Um, so it's not that I will stop working, but as 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 you you've been my witness over the past few weeks, um, I was just so so much in turmoil because of just the the, the quantity of of projects that I was trying to run, and uh, I think it is. A good thing. Let me see if I can get through this. Uh, it's a good thing to, uh, to to evaluate, which I have done over the past few weeks. Uh, ask for some advice, and then refocus. And uh, I think that I've come to the conclusion that I was doing a lot of things, not because anyone was was actually expecting me to do so, but it's what, because I wanted to feel. Um, that I was useful, that I was doing all that I could, and uh, I wasn't really looking at whether or not what I did was still um, uh, balanced, uh, was still warranted. And so I'm, I'm simplifying, I'm doing, I'm taking small steps to kind of try to break down a little bit uh, some of the projects that are that are actually not worth my my time and focus on the kind of on the important stuff and on the big stuff and uh, that's um, if, if you if you think of it it's actually feasible um, I I, uh, I think that what I what I feel is most important is the relationship relationship that I have with you uh, as my followers it's it's being there for for my patrons, for people that have been listening to my podcasts for years and years. Uh, I want to recommit myself to that group. Not that I ever kind of forgot about them, but it was getting a little bit... Uh, uh, there were so many new audiences that I feel like it, I didn't know what to focus on anymore. Let's see, here is... This is where the tigers are, right? Or the panthers, let me see. I don't see any of them outside. Let's, let's go to the, the window here inside this uh, cabin from which we should be able to maybe... Well, actually, we should be able to see them. So we have uh, leopards here. And uh, what else? Yeah, leopards. They're basically the predecessors of cats, right? Uh, I don't see any of them outside. Everybody's looking if they can find them, but uh, I think they're just lazy and probably sleeping. The second group of people that I uh, want to commit to are is my core audience that has been following me on YouTube for uh, for years. And instead of having all these different YouTube channels and trying to play along with the algorithm and... Uh, see if I can tweak it in such a way that I can max maximum exposure, etc. I've chosen to, um, to, to change, to focus on one channel, uh, and, and that's just going to be the story secret. So that's going to be the, the geeks, basically. People that like my explanations of, uh, of modern media, modern films and TV shows and that sort of stuff. And instead of artificially... Uh, trying to optimize 
yeah. a Star Wars channel or um, um, I, I almost run into people. <laughs> That's the downside of having, there are a lot of people, they're watching the animals, they're not watching where they walk, and I'm walking in the opposite direction, so <laughs> I need to also pay attention here. Um, uh, so I had an anime channel, I had a Star Wars channel, and I had so, a lot of plans on how to grow those audiences. And then I, I asked around, and actually most people that follow me on both channels are like, well, just put it together, we don't mind. <laughs> we just want to listen to your take on all this stuff. And yeah, maybe some of us are more into anime and others are more into Star Wars, but we'll, we'll follow you anyway. So I also have to trust that if I show up regularly, then they will show up. Okay, I'm outside. Again, so the safari is actually uh, just a... a an itinerary that goes in a circle so it brings you back at the exit I thought it would connect to something else but I don't think it does uh, right let's just continue this way I'm just uh, improvising here where does this go uh, I think this go, goes to the mangrove yeah that's it I totally missed the desert where's the desert I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, I'll come across it via this uh, this itinerary. So again, just simplifying. I'd rather show up there consistently um, and talk about a, a multitude of topics rather than having to uh, spread myself out over all these kind of mediocre mediocre YouTube channels in, in terms of impact. Uh, so the anime channel now has 250 followers. Granted, there are just four videos on there, so it's not too bad, but still, it's, uh, I can easily fold that back into the, into the main channel. So that's gonna be, uh, I think, a, a huge liberation for me to not have to care about the, you know, too many channels. I do have another uh, actually, I've got two more YouTube channels that I'm thinking of uh, closing down completely. Of course, I could just leave them, but it's still then it still occupies kind of something in your mind, like oh, I should attend to those pages. What good is it to have a channel where you're not actually uh, maintaining it? <laughs> it's like a theme park without visitors. You know, what's the point? So that's another decision I took: simplify my online presence. And then uh, what I hope to do, and I actually, I thought I was, I, I was going to be able to do that this week already, this past week, was to be there every, every day to do a live uh, moment, like a, a live hour every day. Um, and it turns out I couldn't because uh, I just ran out of time. I was still so much uh, working on uh, setting up the cameras and the lights and the software. And an hour is, is, is not much. So here we are at the entrance to the mangrove. This is my favorite place, as you know. This is where all the butterflies are. And it's always a bit of a surprise what you will see. So I'm just heading in and uh, again, preparing myself for, for heat and humidity. Going through the the doors, 
And here we are. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. So warm though. Oh, nice. I always think that I'm looking at the same butterflies that I saw last time, but that's of course not true. <laughs> because butterflies don't live very long, so the ones that I see now, even though they look the same, it's a whole new generation, and they keep uh, breeding. Do you breed butterflies? Anyway, they're constantly um, growing butterfly, growing new, but no, you grow plants, right? You breed butterflies, probably. Um, and then, of course, I've got my friend here. Oh, there's two of them. We call them sea cows. Is that the, a word in English as well? Well, there's a mother and a child. And they're going underneath the bridge on which I'm standing right now. They're so majestic. They're so, so beautiful. Well, actually, they're not very beautiful. They're, they're just big, gray, floating. They're not fish. Uh, they're amphibian. They need air. Uh, but they live most of the time underwater. Oh, here they are again. So where did the child go? This is the biggest one. Oh! And she's turning around. Wow. <laughs> cool. She's circling around. Amazing. And there's the smaller one. He's going straight underneath the bridge. So he's not turning around. They already had their, their food, though. They eat in the morning. Um, I think another time when I was recording here, they were feeding them cauliflower. <laughs> they just thrown in some vegetables, and then they were just eating that underwater. Very cool. Here are the, the crabs. And these are the waving crabs. They're very funny. They've got one arm is super big, and the other one is tiny, and they... they they wave at you with that big claw for some reason. <laughs> oh, and they've got something else here. Jellyfish. Upside down jellyfish. I wonder if, can, if I can see them. I don't, I don't recall those. Maybe they're new. It's the Cassiopeia Xamacana. Upside down jellyfish? Although mangrove jellyfish can swim just like other jellyfish, they usually lay upside down on the bottom of shallow mangrove swamps. So this is the swamp part of the mangrove. They're plentiful in tropical coastal areas, which they like. They catch small prey with the tentacles pointed up. This typical position causes the underside where symbiotic algae live to catch more sunlight. These algae need sunlight to do the photosynthesis. Interesting. So they live, the, oh, there, that's, yeah, I can see them now. They're little circles, and they've got these tentacles. They're tiny little fish also swimming above them. And because they're upside down, I guess they, 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 their tentacles will just sense it when there's prey, and then they will catch it. Fascinating. Um... Oh, wow. And here you've got the big glass wall so you can see underwater. And I, they cleaned it up. This, this is very transparent. Oh, wait a minute. There are three sea cows here. Oh, awesome. I thought it was only one. This is the first time. Well, let me see. There's an English text here that I can read. 
Uh, so this is the Caribbean manatee. Manatees. They're not a sea cow. Well, we call it sea cows. Why? They don't look like cows at all. So manatees have a fat and streamlined body. The flat tail is used for moving forward. And its front legs, the flat flippers, are used when rummaging about the bottom. Appearances are deceptive. Manatees seem to be rather still and quiet, but they do communicate quite a lot. They do so by sound, touch, and probably also by scent marking. Manatees live in shallow, brackish coastal areas and small rivers. They graze there for food, which I think is probably where the cow idea comes from, which they grab with their agile and hairy lips. Cool, but I didn't know they had three of them. Amazing, really amazing. Uh, children's favorite, these. <laughs> Lots of kids just sitting there in front of the big window looking at those uh, big manatees. <laughs> and left and right, the butterflies are, are uh, surrounding me, circling me. Beautiful. This always feels a bit like something out of, out of Middle Earth. <laughs> it's it's very, just very exotic. And then, of course, because this has a glass dome, you also have the, the real sun that is shining on the paths and through, the, through the, the trees here, which makes it almost feel as if you are here, really, in the jungle. Beautiful. Little waterfalls, lots of flowers. So many colors. So it's not just the butterflies, but also the flowers on the various plants here. Just absolutely gorgeous. Here we're going through the first separation to the exit. We have to make sure that we are not accidentally bringing butterflies outside, which I don't think is the case. And we step into the much cooler autumn air outside. Very nice. So, and these kids are looking at me like, he's speaking English, and he's talking into a microphone. What's going on here? Uh, all right. It's a bit of a challenge to navigate all the, <laughs> the kids, because <laughs> they're small, so you always have to uh, be careful not to, to, uh, <laughs> to run into them. These kids are just like, uh, just like animals sometimes. <laughs> very agile, very fast. But also a bit uh, unpredictive. Unpre unpre no. Unpredictable? Unpredictable. Unpredictive. I don't know what it is today, but uh, it's probably because it's Sunday. <laughs> My mind is like, come on. It's the weekend. Don't, don't overcharge us. <laughs> All righty. And here we go through the history tunnel. So this is a, a, like a permanent exposition where they show you how this zoo has evolved. Um, it's, a, it's a family business, so I think this is the fifth generation now that is running the zoo. They actually, the family lives here uh, in the park. Imagine to, to grow up as a kid and your dad has a big zoo like that. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. Oh, wow, look at that. Here's a big leopard walking around there. What a majestic animal. <gasps> cool. Now he's heading inside a 
grotto. Oh, wow. Amazing. I've never seen this one. Okay, I'm going through this window, see if... Oh, no, we separated from this one. There are different animals in this part. It looks connected, but there is actually a, a net that separates these predators from other animals. Oh, wow. Ama that looks amazing. So this is, let me see, it's a, no, it's not a leopard, it's a panther. The Sri Lankan, no, it's a Sri Lankan leopard, but we call him panther in Dutch. Okay, so this gets really complicated. Um, the scientific name, Cotilla, caused some confusion at the end of the 20th century. The Singalese word for leopard is Cotilla, which was at that time translated incorrectly by tiger. But this is a leopard. They're hunters. They stalk their prey until it is within striking distance, and then they pounce and kill it. All right. So this one is from Sri Lanka. It's, uh, they've got two here. Oh, no. Oh, this is just in general. Like the, the, ma the male um, leopards are twice the weight of the female ones. And they don't, they don't live or hunt in groups. They're pretty solitary. So a bit like cats, maybe. Cats are also solitary animals, usually. The other day, I had a long, very open talk. I was, I was planning on streaming my, my podcast live and I'd for, I, was, I was super tired and I kind of broke down. Not, I wasn't crying or anything, but I was really feeling super depressed. I felt like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's so hard to choose and to find the right direction to go in. And I had a long talk about like an hour and a half or maybe two hours with the people that were there and, and that was very comforting and, and most people again confirmed this idea that it doesn't really matter what you do it's more important that you are there for us um, and, and, and don't worry about doing all these different things to appeal to all these different audiences um, trust that what you do is good enough and that will attract an audience so it's not the, you just be you and people will find you. And, uh, and, and that was comforting and that kind of gave me all these new ideas like, okay, well then, but then I can let go of a lot of stuff that I forced myself to do. Like this next week I have to talk with the broadcasting organization about my involvement, maybe future involvement in television programs. But again, I will have to really focus on... on my main mission, what is helping my main mission? How do I make sure that I don't promise stuff that will take away that, that inner peace and that freedom? There has to be a way. Um, I, I'm, I'm quite an exception in the world of, of broadcasting that I make my own programs. Most people just show up in front of a camera and they interview people and then the rest, they don't even have to worry about it. I can, I can always go that route if they want to. So anyway, um, still times of change, but I feel like I'm finally on track by simplifying, by trusting myself more, and also by trusting you, by trusting my audience that you will be there if I need you uh, to, uh, to continue this mission. So thanks for the privilege of your time. I'm going to continue my tour here. Um, I've, done my, I've done my job. I recorded the walk, so I don't have to... <laughs> 
<laughs> don't have to do that on Monday morning. Uh, and instead I can just focus on, on editing. Um, and, it's, you know, it's a pleasure, actually, to bring you along in, in the zoo. I know that it's full of completely useless information when I read about leopards and tigers and whatnot. But, eh, well, <laughs> it's my world, right? Welcome to my world. This is what I do on Sundays. And uh, I hope you have a wonderful week. And again, if you are one of my patrons uh, on Discord, we have this kind of brainstorm section. And that's where uh, I hope to see your suggestions as well. Or, or just confirmations that this is good. Or maybe even, you know, like, don't, please, don't. <laughs> um, all, all your input is extremely valuable to me. Because I'm here for you, not the other way around. So let me know what you need and how I can serve you best. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Uh, we'll talk soon. God bless.